0: Welcome to episode two of the United We Are Connected podcast. So last week I didn't actually have a, a name for the podcast, but I think I've called it United We Are and then Connected, as I thought is pretty cool name about connecting people, ideas. Um, nice. So episode two, uh, Minty, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having um, me. We um, actually met a few months ago at yeah. uh, the Blue Earth Summit down in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, for those yeah. who don't know, Blue Earth Summit is um, an event where organizations, brands, businesses come together with also investors and things like that come together and kind of connect, talk. They hosted um, some talks on how we can make the world a better place, basically. And it was really cool actually, um, event. I, I can't remember how I stumbled across it. It must have come up on Instagram. Yeah. and. Um, And I was like, that would be super cool to go to. And um, but thankfully, because tickets are quite expensive. Mm -hmm. um, But thankfully, one of the sponsors, Patagonia, they um, had this initiative or this uh, option where they would sponsor you to kind of attend and um, bursary it was called. So um, and uh, yeah, we had two free tickets and that was cool. Uh, And we went down and um, yeah, it was awesome. How did you find it?
1: I thought it was like.
0: Had you been before?
1: no first time first time going so yeah me and one of my colleagues we went down and it was um i thought it was super inspiring yeah i mean it really felt like a group of people all with the same kind of mindset mm. towards sort of uh being part of something that's really purpose driven yeah for sure and it felt like i was in a room with the people that could solve all world issues yeah. like it really felt like if we all worked together that would be the end it the did. end the goal yeah um and yeah it was kind of great to see sort of at, at different scales from sort of really small projects mm. that are more like community-led to kind of, you know, what the likes of Greenpeace are doing and mm. how, you know, everyone there is really to work, working towards a mission. Yeah. Um.
0: It was so nice just to be there, surrounded by, like you said, so many people who are on the same kind yeah. of pathway or kind of had the same ambitions and goals. Yeah, all in their of... different worlds. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's
1: were... doing their own different thing, yeah. but ultimately connected together by like, that purpose-led mission.
0: It was, and and to be like, I've been to other events, like mm -hmm. uh, networking events, and they're they're never usually full of people who have kind of got the same mission. They're kind of more just trying to generate business or trying to make, you know, generate financial growth or things like that. So to have people who had their goal and and the motivation to create a better world was, Mm -hmm. like you said, a super inspiring and um yeah, I loved I loved it. It was really cool. I went to some really good talks. Yeah, they um, had a really
1: nice talk on um the power of athletes. I, I do not um, miss that one. I it think. was really inspiring. The the guys that um work at Picture, the ski snowboard wear brand. I don't know. Um that. they I mean, super sustainable, like a leading brand in, in yeah. that in that world. Um and yeah, it was really insightful. They talked about their athletes, who they work with and how they want their athletes to have a voice, like mm. and be empowered by the brand, and um, That's so cool. they look towards kind of like they had a, a panel of athletes who are now sort of they they use their athletes' voice, but now to align with their their personal values to to do good for mm. whether it be like something community, environmental. Um, so yeah, it was really insightful just to see, you know, how sport mm. is involved in, in this world as well. Yeah. Um
0: i forget some people think i forget how much of an influence that sports can have and how important uh you know sustainability is within sports yeah you know when we're talking about ski um equipment or going skiing you know having the ski seasons Mm. actually happening i think it was a couple two years ago i think what a place in maybe italy or somewhere anyway one of the I'm not a skier or a snowboarder. I've never been, <laughs> so I really don't know. Although everyone's like, you should really do it. I'm like, I don't know, too many injuries. But um, I'm sure, sure there was like no snow one one season a couple of years ago. Yeah, and, um, and I think, you know, just that's so important for the ski, the sports of skiing or, or snowboarding, you know, mm-hmm. and um, which is all, you know, interlinked with climate change and environmental change. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that sports does play a role in, in inspiring people getting the message out there
1: yeah and protecting you know there was a lot of of terms like protecting the playgrounds like yeah we've got to protect the places and the spaces that we Mm. love to go and ski or snowboard in like the mountains or we love to go and surf in the oceans or we love to go and run in in the hills and like doing some trail running like these are the places that we can engage with and you Know we've got to look after them, otherwise, oh. we don't know how much longer we're going to be able to do these mm. kind of activities. Yeah, so, yeah, in that sense, sports has got like a hugely influential role to like bring that message across to people, yeah. I guess. I think um,
0: that's what we've um, we've initially, you know, my my as an individual I mentioned earlier and I mentioned to you before, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. studying environment and sustainability at university, mm-hmm. which is something big as a mature student, you know, to go back and but I was I've been passionate about it for so many years, so my. And my kind of goal as an individual has always been to, you know, protect the planet in some way, whether that's through my my lifestyle lifestyle choices or inspiring people to do better things. And, and and so, through creating the brand like United We Are, I was like, how can I get people more engaged with it? And, mm. and then that's why I thought, well, people love sports. I love sports. Sports is super pas- uh, powerful tool to bring communities together. And then over time, it's developed, and 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 we use the the line now protecting our sports environment yeah. as as a as a way of kind of just getting people to think a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you said then about whether it was swimming in the ocean sh- seas and rivers, or running on the streets, mm-hmm. uh, or or pictures. You know, pictures are being affected or impacted by uh, extreme weather events, droughts, yeah. flooding. I think there's a stat out which is I. 2050, I think, which isn't too too far away to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's creeping no, no. up, <laughs> But I think by I think it's 2050. Um, like, uh, a third of professional sports uh, football clubs in the UK or in England are at risk of annual flooding, which is huge. Yeah, yeah, massive, you know, massive. and you think some some clubs, especially on the grassroots level, really get it quite impacted quite a bit. But I think it's like clubs like West Ham, Southampton, Norwich. Uh, another London-based club—they're all at risk mm. of annual flooding. So every year they'll have a big flood. Mm. So it's in—and and the impact that that has on fans—you know—we hate it. I are you a sport? Are you a football fan?
1: Can't say I'm an avid football no. fan. Well, I mean, I watch the odd game, but yeah. I, I'm not going to claim to be a fan. <laughs>
0: for me, for I, I'm a pretty big fan. Uh, Arsenal, let's go. And um, <laughs> when when the, the internationals are on, you yeah. kind of go, oh, this is and you, know, you can't wait for the season to the, to kick back in and uh, get back into the Premier League season mm. so I always think imagine now we had that but it was based around flooding so a pitch or an area is flooded mm. and, it, and the grounds could be out for weeks at a time or maybe one game was cancelled you know these are the kind of impacts that it's going to have on people's just enjoyment of watching but also like the you know the socio-economic side of things of yeah. those who depend on the fans come into the local areas you know when you go up to uh watch arsenal play you know did uh, so many people down the streets going into the shops the restaurants the cafes and it's it's a huge impact but um but yeah and and i think that's i think it's trying to get that that understanding through to just everyone who loves to to be involved in sports and also i think although people don't really understand, might not really relate to like climate change or melting of the glaciers or deforestation or things like that or CO2 mm. levels, uh, you know, they can relate to flooded pitches or, mm. you know, poor air quality when you're running. Because yeah. I think that's what's been huge now and I'm sure you've, you've seen it and you're a part of it is, you know, running clubs within London yeah. just boomed massively. <laughs> and, you know, you've got to think if you if so many people are out and you're pushing themselves, we need clean air, you know.
1: Yeah. The, the London run scene, I think post lockdown, post COVID kind of yeah. really being rife is like taken over. It's, it's, it's. Um, it is, I mean, they're everywhere. Everywhere yeah. you go, there's, there seems to be more and more popping up and it's, you know, again, it's that like sport is bringing people together. There are communities like all over London, whether it's just come down and socialize, whether it's just um, like training for a purpose, but yeah. you know, everyone's there because, they enjoy to move, they care about their bodies, and they enjoy, you know, that they can do that with like-minded people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are some unbelievable run clubs around London yeah, now. Um,
0: Does Tenzing have
1: one? Tenzing used to have a run club. So pre-lockdown, uh, yeah, Tenzing had their- Before own, it was cool. Their own run club, which was, um, we launched as kind of a part of, um, we launched kind of just to celebrate the fact that we had this growing community, um, we launched the tenzing clean air app um clean air the clean air app. So air yeah app. so essentially cool. what this does is um we get live data um which uh, informs us of the air quality in london in london Sweet. um that can then like you can sync it to your strava app Whoa. and essentially what you can yeah. do is you can plan your routes based on how high or low the air quality yeah. is so any route that you do whether it be sort of cycling or running like within london at the moment Mm. um you get a score so a high score means a good air quality and a low score is a poor air quality and just to give you an example i used to run loads around battersea park yeah and you know you tend to score quite highly sort of 80s around there um and you know i was pretty happy running and knowing that i wasn't breathing into fumes the whole time but there was a period of a, a year or so ago where there was like some continental pollution and i went for a run around batty park and i looked at my phone to look at my uh, yeah. cl- uh clean air score after my run and it was nine Whoa. and that's like y- y- you you want to be wearing a mask that like you don't yeah, want to yeah. be exposed to to that level of sort of pollution with that you're breathing in let alone when you're going for a run as well yeah.
0: um and, and where the, you said continental air pollution do you know where that
1: um, I, th- I think it was over from, from Europe. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember where exactly it, it, what, what the source of it was, but it was just pretty alarming and.
0: It wasn't, it wasn't, cause I know sometimes when we have sandstorms that can get picked up and brought yeah. over into this yeah. area.
1: Yeah. No, I, I can't remember what. But the, that's um... scary.
0: You got to think it's not even necessarily what we're doing here in terms of uh, yeah. cars on the road or construction sites. It's, you know, there's it. That, there's a, that's there's a, a bigger picture, yeah, and that's a that's the thing it's it's you know what we do here impacts everywhere, and it's not necessarily um you know it's it's trying to get as many people globally to to really yeah make it make it and I change. think sort
1: of that's sort yeah. of the real sort of uh what tendsing really value is that you know we love to run in nature yeah. it's a natural energy drink we source our ingredients from nature, so what we take from nature we want to give back to nature yeah. And like with running, like we're most energized when we're running
0: mm.
1: in your trails and like in the natural mm. world. So where we can't do that where you're running in the cities in London, like we wanna enable people to run in the cleanest air yeah. that they can do and inform them of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, ultimately it's London focus at the moment but the goal is that like we can enable people to have that on a national scale. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: is the Clean Air app still, is it still running?
1: Still going, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw
0: it, some, I've, it sounds really familiar now that you said it, because I must or I must have seen it on Strava, or I saw you'll, something you'll on Strava. See, yeah,
1: it, that's kind of where people, where people see it most, is um, you post your, your Strava run with whatever you want to call it, I don't know, Monday morning, 5K, yeah, yeah. and then there's just a little subline underneath that will give you your Clean Air Tracker score. Is that automatic now? And if you if you go online and search Tenzing Clean Air Tracker, um, comes up with a link and then you can just sync it with um do it on your phone and you just sync yeah. it with your Strava yeah um and then that will automatically sync and then it'll pull up a score for you
0: and what has the results been from this app as, as have, I don't know if you've had any feedback from people who use it yeah or yourselves obviously you said about that nine but has there yeah. been like a real realization maybe from people empowered to Or has has information come from this that has gone like, look, this is not good, this is a highly used route?
1: Mm, Yeah, so we, as part of our research, um, we work with Kings and we basically conducted some research in a park and along like the roads of London. Mm. And we use that to basically help us with the basis of our sort of understanding of what it really means to run in polluted air and how that affects you. so the study itself has been focused on like heart rate, um, how you know we see a significant increase in your heart rate mm. running through more polluted air, um, and I think you know what we want to do is, once we get that to a national scale, I think yeah. we'll see a bit of a, a call to action. Mm. Um, you know what can we do? Even something as simple as like putting more trees along roadsides to create yeah. a barrier between the roads and the pavements can help increase the air quality that people are then running along. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, but it's, you know, there's little things that can make a difference, but ultimately like we, we need, there is a bigger picture here. Like yeah. how can we make this happen on a larger yeah. scale? And yeah, it, it's gonna require, you know, some larger bodies to, to get involved. Yeah. That be, you know, governmental or non-governmental organizations that mm. can really recognize what we're doing. But, you know, hopefully that's something we can work towards.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think if people really realized the impact that air pollution was having on their, their health, I think a lot of people would be more yeah. readily available to, to take action. Yeah. I think also with, with like air pollution, I know a lot of people really hate it, but you've got the ULEZ zones, mm-hmm. the ultra low emission zones, mm-hmm. which um, have just been extended. And obviously yeah. people are losing their minds and <laughs> really revolting against this, the about, against ULEZ, which I I, can, I do get, but, this is this is a you know, to generate to better, cleaner air for those who live within, you know, a major city like mm-hmm. like London. And um and again, it's like I think if they if they really try to get the message across, you know, Sadiq Khan said, Look, this is why we're doing it, this is important. I think because they're making money from it, mm-hmm. that's a, a really tricky thing. Yeah. And people are like, they're just making money and Yeah and it it you know, is gonna really impact people. But it's um you know, that is isn't an, an initiative yeah. where it I is creating also... cleaner air for us to thrive and, and, and live in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it, I also get amazed like going to different cities and seeing sort of their level of sort of transport and the public transport, whether it be like metro lines or trams or whatever. But like, I feel like there's a, a, a lot of cities that have really made an effort to reduce yeah the number of cars that they've got traveling around. And I think you know, there's definitely a lot of work that can be done in more yeah, and more cities sure. around the world, in London for sure, yeah. you know, Manchester, whatever. Um But...
0: I do get a bit paranoid with, with the pollution and stuff now. I'm just like, oh.
1: Yeah. I'm just, because... I mean, I, when I, I see I, my clean air score, it's like an immediate alarm yeah. bell, like...
0: That's going to make me... I'm oh, I'm going to definitely, as soon as I leave <laughs> here, I'll be getting that clean air at, yeah, yeah. Uh, linked up. But, um. so with tensing, so at the Blue Earth Summit, what was your what was your goals for the weekend? So it was a three-day event. Just yeah. to let people know, three-day event, they had talks, they had um, kind of uh, workshops that you can get involved with, yeah. um, as well as they did like a pitch thing, which was pretty cool, where yeah. you could pitch. Um, and then on the third day, we were at the wave, where you could do a little bit of surfing. So what was Tenzing's goal to, when they were there? Or, or
1: Yeah, so it? it was our first time there. Mm. Um, we've spoken with the guys quite a bit who organized the, the event, the, the summit. Um, and it was purely for us, like, we're within that, that realm, within yeah. that space. Um, and it's purely like, we wanna be a part of it, engage with it, and also learn from it. We're still yeah. a small company. There is still mm. a lot that we can learn from what the bigger brands are doing that are sort of really leading by example. Yeah. Um, so ultimately it was like, we wanted to be sponges yeah, of, an envir- sure. of that environment. Um, you know, I mentioned Greenpeace earlier. There was a, a talk about how they sort of put together um, their plastic campaign that they did, um, and that was like you know at, at the other end of the scale, like what could be done, like what mm. is what is feasible, what is possible, involved like thousands of people across the UK, and you know that was again like an, a really inspiring mm. uh, talk to just see what they've done um, mm. and how many people they've really engaged with. Again, like they've created this a community of people that have got involved with their with their mission and, and what they're trying to do. Um, and then, yeah, we went to the wave on the final day and that's just a more, it was a light-hearted way of, that, of then kind of having sort of one-to-ones with people yeah. that maybe you'd seen over the course of the couple of days, but it was a bit more of a, a calmer time to just mm. sort of actually properly engage with people, learn more about them and, um, and you know, that's, when, that's we, when, yeah, we, we yeah. when we learn a bit more about each other. Yeah. And, and I heard about United We Are and what you guys are doing and yeah that's kind of where it all all kicked yeah, off for yeah. us really so
0: it was quite a full-on I think you probably did it as well I mean you're talking to so many people you must have said uh, <laughs> yeah. repeating the same things but yeah. it, it, it was just a great place to be exactly, and, and super yeah. inspiring and I think when you when you're trying to do something that's a little bit different that um you know make some really positive change. it's always nice to be surrounded by those who are involved in it doing it uh, or or who are you know have made mistakes and you can kind of pick up from mm. what they've done and and just learn and yeah. um, just gives you a bit more confidence just yeah. to be surrounded by by like-minded people.
1: Yeah, and showing that you know that other people out there are doing exactly what
0: yeah.
1: you want to do, like yeah. it's it's feasible, it's doable, and like there's so many little things that we can all do individually, but ultimately there's a, a time where it, it lies on companies to really yeah show like lead by example yeah um and then the next level up it's these organizations and you bring together all these companies mm. um and yeah it was a really powerful like collection of people yeah, great. um and yeah a very inspiring few days but yeah a lot of a lot of talking yeah. <laughs> that happened yeah. over the few yeah, days that's
0: good I think that's although I didn't get to surf unfortunately
1: oh did you did
0: you surf yeah. I think I just you, didn't you think it would get be a, for booked but it was just like
1: gotta get a, yeah. a, a surf in at the wave it's an amazing yeah, i think, we're, I think place. we're gonna head
0: back down because we did actually the the maverick that weekend yes. the maverick down the jurassic coast oh, directly awesome. straight after that yeah so it was kind of like a really cool few days in bristol and then drove down to um dorset and did the, the maverick amazing. races which um i think you guys are a sponsor of that aren't you yeah we
1: work with maverick um, they're incredible yeah
0: that that was that was awesome and uh, i really enjoyed that um just, qu- you, just quickly on something else. You guys did uh, a really cool, um, I don't know what you'll call it. You created a block of ice of David yeah. Attenborough, right? David Attenborough sculpture. Not, not, yeah, that was it. A David Attenborough sculpture not too long ago. Uh, and yeah, uh, was what that? that was uh, that was how much water, I can't remember exactly what it was. It How much water uh, we waste or yeah, use? Yeah, exactly.
1: And how much more so- water we're, we're like using um, every day. Like yeah. it was a massive ice sculpture uh, along the river. Um, and yeah, that was uh, our previous head of sustainability. Yeah. That was like what she brought to life. Um, it was, yeah, an amazing, uh, it was pre actually me c- coming to the company. Oh really? But it was like one of the things that I saw straight away when I was doing some research. It's impactful, research. isn't it? It's yeah. trying to get those things. It's I- a real statement, Yeah. Um, a real statement. And I think it was, you know, something that people could really Get, get their heads around. Yeah, it's I think, more tangible, isn't it?
0: When it's, um, yeah, I
1: think there's a lot of, um, like, greenwashing and, and terminology that's yeah. thrown out and, and people just, they switch off to it. Yeah. Like, it's hard to follow, For keep sure. following on with what these messages are. And I think having something that's just a really clear, simple statement of, like, mm. what we as individuals are doing and something that really just, like, it, it hits home a little bit. Mm. You know, it's people are walking past and going, yeah. like, Wow. Um, so yeah, that was an amazing. Uh, well, it was it was amazing to see how many people were actually really engaged yeah. with the message that we were trying to get across at the time. Yeah,
0: I've seen another one similar, which was like a big balloon. I think it was down in Parliament somewhere. A big um, balloon filled with um, a ton of CO two, not a ton. It wasn't yeah, a ton, of, yeah. but it was yeah. air or helium. Yeah. And um, again, it's just a huge balloon, like gigantic, and that's just like one ton. And you know we're putting crazy fifty 52 million gigatons or something like that wow. co2 into the yeah. atmosphere it's credible numbers mm-hmm. and um but yeah I think stuff things like that I think if you could it's trying to find ways isn't it that way where you can make ideas or or thoughts ta- uh, more relatable to individuals yeah because if you say something like oh this is you know 10 tons of co2 people are like what does that mean you know, or you for every washing machine use you use, use sixty two liters of water or something. That's yeah. not actual fact, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah. But you know what I mean. It's like it's trying to find ways and um, and and Tenzing. I think I've I remember you you guys have been around for a few years now, and yes. um it was definitely one of the first alternative energy drinks that I looked into, and and I was a big fan just of your mission statement. And this is pre university you know pre i've been kind of on the sustainable or, or the environmental kind of journey for i don't know past 8 years. Yep. Um
1: can you remember when you tried your first your first handing? I, I can
0: um I can't remember actually. No. But I remember just being really impressed with it and and kind of looking into it. I was always, I'm always fascinated by brands. Yeah. and people who are trying to do something a little bit different, especially when there's a positive side to it. Yeah. especially when it comes to the environment and um I remember when 'Cause you guys put on this here now I've got a can. Um you put on the the climate footprint. We must be yeah. one of the first brands to do that.
1: Yeah, so we were the the first soft drinks brand to to carbon label. Mm. Um and I think a lot of pe- a lot of people sort of don't know what <clears throat> that that is. You know, a mm. carbon label um for us it represents the number per can of of the carbon that we are using that goes into making you know, the, the lime and mint that you've got okay. there. Um, but ultimately, like, you know, a consumer can pick this up and not understand what mm. what does 0.38 mean, you know? how How is that understandable for them? Mm. Um, but I think, you know, a really nice sort of reference that um, you can kind of relate to is like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, people didn't know what a calorie was. Yeah, true. And, you know, it became... Uh, government made the, made the policies for that to be shown on on food products, on drinks. Mm. And now, you know, calories are, everyone knows yeah. what a calorie is. It's a measurement that we use in day, like everyday lifestyles. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we really want to start um, this movement within soft drinks, um, lead by example within, within energy, which is surrounded by, you know, you've got the likes of Red Bull, um, associated with it all sort of Formula One and, yeah you know, monster and everything. And there's like a, I think just, there's a huge negative stigma that surrounds energy mm. as a category. Um, and we re- really want to shift that. Mm. Um, and the carbon labeling is something that we've done. And, you know, you've got the likes of Oatly who do likewise as well. Um, so it, it's, there's momentum. There is yeah. definitely some momentum with other brands within sort of the FMCG industry who know um, the importance of this kind of sort of, labeling and mm. what it can mean to the future generations mm. um but i think it's yeah this is where it really you can really see sort of uh companies taking responsibility um i think our sort of encouragement to other companies is if you know your carbon footprint and you show it and you show it sorry mm. you're more inclined to take steps to lower it yeah for sure and i think you know there are so many companies out there that if you ask them their carbon footprint, they will have absolutely no yeah. idea. Yeah. And imagine. that is just like the first step is just to understand because if you don't even understand it, then how mm. are you going to know if what you're doing is really mm. lowering or offsetting? You know. Yeah. Um.
0: When When you first created your the carbon uh, the carbon label the carbon label, it might be a bit before your time because you're kind of recent there, are you? Two and a half years. Oh, okay. now, not, yeah. not not too recent, but <laughs> when you first done the carbon label, was there any? Were you were was Tenzing or the, the business shocked by any of the ingredients or was it, uh, and were there any adjustments that needed to, to be made?
1: Um, it was, know? I think it was a real insight into, I mean, we work with um, Carbon Cloud to have helped, they break down sort of every step of uh, your supply chain. And wow. ultimately it's, you know, a real insights into, um, you know, we, we source all our ingredients naturally. Um, um, we, there's gonna be a cost that comes with sort of bringing them all into one place. And um, ultimately that journey from sourcing those ingredients to the shelf. Um, but I think, you know, what we really try and do is where we can't lower that carbon, that carbon offset, mm. sorry, that carbon cost, we offset. And where we can't offset, we look at how we can invest in other ways. Mm. You know, it's like, we recognize that all the t- like, it's not always possible yeah. to be able to reduce, reduce, reduce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, companies are are also there to make profit, but mm-hmm. we also really believe in that purpose-driven movement, and it's sort of raising awareness of like, what can we do? Where we source our Siracha cherries to mm-hmm. help with the communities there and, and offset within the local communities. Um, we have sort of the Himalayan uh, Himalayan rock salt for, as a source of our electrolytes in our drinks, and it's sort of we work uh, we have sort of some waste bins that are on uh, the tracks up uh, the mountains in the pool mm-hmm. um, just to manage the amount of waste that gets left you know whether it be like climbing kit or, or rubbish yeah. or whatever that just gets dumped on the trails up there and there's a huge amount of rubbish why
0: is it why is it getting dumped Do you know Cause, I mean it's like
1: it... there's there's now such an influx of people you know the likes of you and I who go I want to go and climb yeah, everest um and it's oh, you know we'll a very that. commercialized mm. don't get me wrong a very credible thing to do i am um, yeah. not taking away from that but um yeah there, there's you know hundreds of thousands of people going on, the, on these tours and expeditions yeah. um
0: it's going it, to that that's the thing it's like when it wherever you find you know a, a massive people and resource, like who bring Resources to do something like a trek, yeah. There's always going to be some sort of waste, yeah. And um, it's great that you're you're given the opportunity to to discard of it in a in a better way.
1: Yeah. No. And I, again, I, you know, we want to protect the playground. That yeah. is the mountains, um, and we work with um, for one of our other cans, the apple and sea berry can. We work with so Surface my, Against Sewage. My second favourite. The second kind. favourite, of <laughs> nice. Uh, all the, the real purpose-driven. It's the BCAA ones, right? Is it? Yes, it does have, yeah. so plant-based BCAAs, Ooh. we use corn. Um, oh. And yeah, our prof- we donate profits back towards Surface Against Sewage who are an amazing organisation that help protect the British coastlines. They're um, incredible. Yeah. And they've
0: got an incredible app, which yeah. I use all the time. Oh, amazing yeah, do you? Yeah, they're, um, what's it, Safer so if your waters app or something like that yep, so okay, cool. it's um you know about the app right yeah, 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 yeah of yeah. course yeah so it's an app if anyone's interested if you go to any of the coastline uh, or rivers that they would have if, if someone's tested the water then they can put up a, a result of their quality of the water in that area and when you go on the app it's re- really simple to use you just go on it mm. and then you can see a cross or a tick you click it if you're down say if i go to south wales where i grew up for a little bit I go down and then it will say what the quality is and things like that. And it's just a really cool indication of, of what's going on. But sometimes you see like XXXX and you're like, Whoa, what's oh going gosh. on here? Yeah. You know, and then there might be a, some information about it, but then you're like, Well, actually there's it might be like raw sewage spit, spit um has been uh, discharged into into the water. You're like, Yeah, I'm not gonna swim in there today. No. Um yeah, nice. but yeah, sorry, yeah, they're a great organization, yeah. So yeah, you, you donate amazing. to them.
1: Yeah, that's just a, something else, you know, that we wanna. I think you know, as com- as businesses as well, you can choose who you're working with and what yeah, they're doing as yeah. a business, and really work together in this yeah. space. You know, we really want to work with, with them, and. Um,
0: they did do a beat. Um, I did a, a Thames clean with them yeah 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 down in Thames just to meet up with do, them
1: they do they do a lot of them throughout the years like around the coastlines yeah. around the UK
0: you can actually host them as well I hosted one in Have Wales because um we're through our brand but just me as an individual because there's a beach in Wales where I used to go to as a kid and um I was there one summer with my friend and uh, and we were just in the beach and he scooped up a bit of sand and then he held it in his hand and it was full of microplastics and, oh, and other yeah. plastics and Lighters and things like that. It's right by a fair. It's just off of a fair, mm. so you've, you can imagine the, the influx of people. Yeah, rubbish. And and, and I was like, Do you know, one day I'm going to come back here and clean this beach. Yeah, and uh, and we did, and we just um I met a few of the people from Surface Against Sewage, um on the Thames clean, and then I, I just kind of just went online, and you can go and set up a beach clean, and just take part and they will send you out some gear mm. they send you out some bags some gloves first aid kits some posters and things like that and they post it on their website so it's a really cool yeah. um initiative and yeah we went down and we did a huge beach clean it wasn't huge it was a beach clean but it was a bit of a a tough one because you when you're doing something like that you realize how much waste there there is
1: It's alarming. and, yeah. and
0: you're like wow like we had bags and bags and, and there was um we were joined. We invited people from local c- community to take part, and there was this um, el- elderly gentleman who who came along, and he's been doing it every year for I don't know, forty years or something like that. And um, he was talking about how he sees the beach and the importance it is to him, you know, as an individual. And we and we found this like little fire pit, and it was just like tins and broken glass, and okay. it was just packed. And you're thinking, this is like a natural environment. And you're like, I it, it's it's almost shocking. But yeah, we cleaned up as much as we can. And, and we didn't even touch the surface or scratch the surface, yeah. really. And um, what you need is basically it was like a big rake. Have you seen those things that you drag, that you drag and they drag, got like yeah. a little sieve? Yeah, One of those would be sweet. But again, that's just like one little beach in one location. But mm. it's still, I was just like, you know, this is... I know we we're only scratching the surface, but it's contributing. And, and people came up to us and they're like, "Oh, how, can, um, when's you, when are you doing the next one? Can we get involved?" And we were like, "Oh, well, we're based in London actually, but yeah. um, they do they do do them here regularly, and it just creates a better, you know, um, a bit of, you know, motivation and energy for people who see it to to go. Actually, they're protecting the beach. Maybe I should too, because I think the stat is for every mile of the beach, there's about 150. Bottles, plastic bottles, wow. in the UK, yeah. which is crazy.
1: I mean, it's it's a, a good time of the year to talk about, it not it? I yeah. feel like a lot of people go at, at Christmas. They go for a cold water swim yeah, with their families, yeah. and it's like you know, why not combine that and just yeah. whilst you're doing it, go and pick up some litter whilst yeah. you're there. And and that's the um, thing. It's, it's like, as, as simple as that.
0: Yeah, it's so simple, and so many people down at this beach. There's they every Sunday. There's a group of people who get together and they go for a cold dip. There's one that's called um, Lads and Dads, where <laughs> sons it. and fathers go together, yeah. <laughs> and and they go in for a dip, and there's people who go just for their mental well being. Yeah. And like these, these our natural environments, as well as our sporting environments, are so import- important for individuals and people mm. and communities. Yeah. You know, some of the greatest things have happened within sports and just united mm. so many people and so many communities. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, it's important that we have got to protect these sporting environments. Yeah. Um. So you, you as yourself, you've um. I just want to talk touch base on you've done an Ironman, right? A half. Ah, uh, half. Right. Uh, sorry, I don't. <laughs> I sound like a uh, half. <laughs> uh,
1: is that it? Yeah, only, only a no, half. No, half.
0: Tell me about that. That that's pretty cool because I think even a half, even a, like I did my first trail run, my yeah. longest run this this year down the Jurassic Coast for the Mavericks, which I know you're yeah, uh, yeah. associated with, which was twenty k. Mm. I was like in my mind because a load of us from the gym we were signing up and um, some of them were going, I'm going to do an ultra and I was like, shall I do an ultra? Should I not? And I was like, well, I'm a bit, I'm a bit heavy right now to be hitting 52 k's just yeah, yeah. Off, off the back, so I did 20 k and I loved it. It was incredible. Like, I-, I can't even training for it was enjoyable. Once you get into the rhythm, mm. but just running down the coast,
1: it's meant to be one of the most scenic. It was. To do. I think
0: the ultra. Uh, route is even more scenic but yeah. just even like when you start you're running through a forest mm. and and it's like you're in nature and you're running through some ferns and then up and over and then there's one pit where it's the biggest hill i had to walk up it and you get to the top and then you've got Corf castle wow. and then you've got the coastline it was just beautiful and yeah. it was incredible but i've always liked the idea of i'm going to do an ultra next next year the nice. peak District one. Okay,
1: Hilly for you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not
0: as bad as X more because I was looking at X more oh,
1: down yeah, in Devon was hectic.
0: Yeah, I think that's like three and a half thousand. Wow, Whereas, it's humbling. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, definitely. But um, so th- something like an Ironman or or even a triathlon. Yeah, I've always liked the idea of it, but I'm not a great swimmer. But tell me about how that was for you and what was the motivations behind taking part in that? Yeah, so what-
1: I've I've done two now. I did one last year and one uh, this year relatively recently, a few months ago. Um, and I guess, uh, motivation, I feel like, you know, all of these things are quite, you want to prove to yourself that yeah. you can do them. You know, they're quite a, it's, it's a selfish thing to embark on ultimately, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of initially like my first thought was probably it's like three or four years ago, mm. um, as something that I wanted to do to raise awareness for some family members who had passed. And it was mm. just like that when I was sort of. 19 years old was like you know something that seemed so like almost unreachable undoable for me Um, and then sort of coming to london um starting my journey with with and really getting involved in kind of the sort of health and and wellness industry and seeing what everyone else is doing and it is so inspiring like i feel like you know there's no challenge that really is too great for people nowadays like everyone is pushing and pushing so true Um, especially in London you're like in this bubble
0: of everyone doing like it's not enough now to do a marathon no you do a marathon everyone's like oh yeah
1: you've got to run seven consecutively blindfolded backwards (laughs) whilst doing like a workout in between you know there's like there's no limits which is incredible like it's it's a huge credit to sort of what how how far people can push themselves and um I think sort of you know the first one that I did was I actually just went out on my own, which was, in hindsight, a real rookie error. Yeah. Um, Well,
0: out on your own as just did it.
1: uh, Yeah, I went to. I was out in Sardinia, um, which was beautiful. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I ended up not having uh, sort of some friends and family sort of last minute couldn't come out, so I just kind of went out there, met people whilst I was out there, and you just kind of. Get on with it, and yeah. I was, you know, nervously asking people about, like, for advice. I really <laughs> well, wasn't as on the start line. Yeah. What, so, I how, do? <laughs> what do I do? How far am I swimming? <laughs> yeah. No, not quite like that. But um. So yeah, ha- half
0: Ironman. what what's the lengths and distances?
1: So half is a 1.9k uh, swim, 90k on the bike, and then a half marathon to finish. Yeah. Um, which, which
0: is tough. Which are big numbers.
1: Yeah, and for my first one, I was, I was, it was, I was not ready to, I was. Really. to to perform as like as well as I wanted to. It was literally a completion thing. Yeah. It was a really
0: No time, just get it done, no expectations. it, It was a
1: real a really nice way of engaging with myself. You have I mean, you've got a lot of time on your own. Yeah. Um and I think also I'm I am naturally a very competitive person. And it was the first time I'd really just took the pressure off myself. Yeah. Like enjoyed it and just got round and I, I like loved every second of it. It was amazing and it is truly inspiring to see the different kinds of people that mm. you've got there. I mean, it's really, really amazing. And then of course you get there is a bug associated with yeah, doing no these girl. Ironman events. And um, yeah, I met a girl um, earlier this year and literally within like a few minutes of meeting each other we both kind of worked out that we'd done a half before. And we were like, "Do you want to do another one?" Um, <laughs>
0: Is that just a, the standard chat now? If you've done, <laughs> that, if you've done an <laughs> eye and a half, you
1: just... yeah, I get you get the bug super quickly. Um, and then yeah, I went out to Portugal, and that I knew like that was something that I I, I wanted to get a, a far better time. I was going for a time, and yeah. I was I wanted to perform in this one as yeah, opposed yeah. to just complete. Um, but I had. Some amazing people out there. My boyfriend came out. My sister was out there amazing. and had some friends yeah. and family. And honestly, like seeing people on the course, there were lots of people in London who also went out. And yeah, it was just like a again, like you can't like not enjoy the amazing scenery that you're surrounded by. Like yeah, sure. you're cycling through national parks, uh, you're running along the coastline. Don't get me wrong, I hated every second oh, really? of the run. It was pretty hilly. Is that, is
0: that your uh, w- what's your your weak point, or the one that you
1: least enjoy? Uh, I would normally say the swim. Mm. I I'm not like as you said like swimming is my weak my weak link. Yeah. Um, but I actually surprisingly enjoyed enjoyed the swim. Um, it was a bay swim, and my pre- previous swim in Sardinia was like open sea, and the I just sure. took one look at the waves in the morning, and I was like, oh, oh my right. god! Would um, that be half
0: the distance out, or you just go do like a little loop? We, you,
1: we did a loop round, yeah. Um, uh, And then the cycle for me is like the bit I enjoy the most.
0: Because you're quite a cyclist, are you?
1: Yeah, a fair weather cyclist. That's what I see on Instagram (laughs) is is bikes. I'd say a fair weather cyclist. I haven't been out as much over winter, um, just getting into the gym a bit more, but no, I love cycling. I think, you know, you get, as people get their runners high, people get Mm. their cycling high, Um, you know, you, you can go out for a whole day, stop, Mm. the culture around it like you're yeah. eating cakes you're drinking coffee <laughs> and no it's a really really nice culture and mm. it's how I've met some of you know my closest friends from from through sports through mm. cycling um
0: which is the case for a lot of people you know exactly some of yeah. your closest friends I, th- I always think back of, of when you're playing rugby you know I remember being on the pitch with you know my mates for multiple seasons and, and you just create a bond and um and some of the l- lads I know they've been from six all the way up until now. When I look, when I, from some of my friends in Wales, you know, I knew they they started all the juniors together and now they're, like, 35, still playing. Yeah. Such incredible, like,
1: The power of bringing people together, yeah. It's it's, it's amazing. And even for, you know, team sports, yeah, but also a a sport like cycling or running, not notoriously team sports, but people are now really engaging in those, like, community-led aspects yeah. of, of the sport um i
0: always think if you're going to move somewhere like if you just join a, a sports club yeah you're going to make instant friends yeah
1: 100
0: percent. i think that's just a great way of getting into it and and the the community side of things of fitness now is, is really building isn't it mm. you know i think maybe and, and, and like typically you know when you think of a gym you just go in but maybe it, and, and you just train and then that's it you leave but now it's like you, you're i think obviously the group-led Kind of base training yep. is really helping that, but yeah. everyone wants to share their 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 passions and they want to be they want people to come along with them and 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 enjoy and, and be a part of it together. And I think that's, that's yeah that's huge right now. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, the Ironmans. What's next for you for that?
1: <laughs> Good question. Are you going
0: to go for um, it? Um,
1: <laughs> a competitive side of me knows that. I've got a colleague of mine in the office who um, has beat my time by four oh, minutes. No. He set a faster time and I just want to beat that time at the yeah. moment. But I'm actually really enjoying... I, I finished the race and I was kind of like, I, I just want to take a step back, yeah. I think. Um, know, I, sc- no I doubt it's going to be demanding, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's you demanding. know, relentless. Cycle, swim, run, cycle, mm. swim, run. And, like, I love to i love to train like it's just it's part it's what energizes me it's you know i meet people through it and i love to feel good and that's how i get sort of my buzz in the everyday. and i think you know i just wanted to have a bit of time to just train for fun yeah like that's it go do some like go cycling for a whole weekend and know that that it doesn't matter if i do that because it's not going to affect my training plan or you know Learn something different. Like I've just started going to a gymnasium, and
0: nice.
1: there they've got a really good like CrossFit community there, and I've never done CrossFit <laughs> before, but I was like, I want to learn something new. Yeah. Um. And I'm, you know, meeting a whole group of new people, um, which is great. You know, it's yeah. just like, yeah, we train for fun. We train to feel good. Mm. Um, and you know, ultimately after I finished the race, all I was thinking was, can't wait to get in the gym again. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> just to do like, I, you know, that class high that you get yeah, in the group yeah. sessions. And But, you know, it doesn't take away from my love for going for mm. a swim and going for a run, whether that be, you know, plugging in, doing it on your own or just, yeah. you know, seeing people. And I think it's like amazing now that like more and more people, their way of seeing each other is through exercise. Yeah. Um, I think that's hugely powerful. Yeah. Um,
0: sometimes that's the only time some people get together yeah and I think that's you know that's hugely important for them mm-hmm. you know I always think that as a coach when people are coming in this might be their only time when they're getting a bit of respite from stresses of everyday life yeah so they're coming in now and you know it's, it's really important as a coach to make sure that they're getting the most from it yeah they're feeling a part of, of what's going on in, in the community
1: exactly and I think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people that worry about engaging with that world um it can be a daunting place to step into but you know i think i couldn't encourage people more just to to move whatever that might be like it really yeah. does impact you positively like i spoke i speak really strongly about how positive it makes me feel and we're like mentally mm. and physically um, but everyone has their own ways of, of how that works and yeah i think fitness whatever sport that might be for you whether that's training in a gym or playing on a rugby pitch Mm. or running like whatever it is you know like you'll never regret showing up and doing it i think that's the biggest thing for people you know even if it's like a a small run or whatever it might be you're never going to regret it yeah
0: no i totally agree some sometimes it's just it can be the hardest thing just to get going. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah, Some of the is. best things for us are, like, that thought of it initially, just to initiate it is like...
1: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
0: But as soon as you do it, it's like... So I've had some of the best runs when I've not really wanted to run. Yeah. But I, but as soon as you step out, it's just...
1: That's almost when you need it the most. Yeah. It's like when you don't want to do it and it just sort of, like, it clears your head and yeah, yeah you're definitely. actually like, oh, it's okay. I'm so
0: glad I did it. Yeah. Um. So for Tenzing now going into 2024. Yep. I can't believe I say that now, 2024. <laughs> it's
1: come around so, quick, eh? Yeah,
0: um, what's the plans for Tenzing going into the new year? Um, What initiatives have you got going on and, and can anyone get involved with, with what you're doing?
1: Yeah, so I mean, plan is to very much continue along the same trajectory that, you know, we really believe in that sort of, we're always gonna continue to be really purpose driven. Um, And, you know, I think it's, again, bringing people together and, and and making people realize that there is an alternative way to energize yourself mm. um and that again like whether that be within the gym space running surfing climbing um so yeah we've got uh, some big events coming up next year nice. um some of which have not yet been announced yeah. so um to be revealed uh in the coming months for sure um partnering some really really cool companies who Again, for us, it's really important that we're we're aligning on mm. sort of values and, and what these people are doing and and what they're trying to what their purpose is. Mm. Um, so yeah, that will be sort of things to come. Um, something that has been announced is actually with uh, the Maverick Maverick okay. team. Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, So something that we're we're doing next year is uh, Tenzing Trail camps. So um, we're so. enabling people to go out to Slovenia, uh, Morocco. Uh, couple of oh, out to chamonix yeah that was, um yeah, and you go do like a trail running training camp out there with the team honestly they look unbelievable yeah, they um do look incredible. just again like the scenery and the opportunity to be able to to, to run out there um and again doing it with you know you, the opportunity to meet new people who mm-hmm. are like-minded and um and Maverick so, yeah. put on
0: some amazing events don't they That yeah um when we went down to Jurassic Coast, really nice setup, yeah, really easy streamline, and a good community of people.
1: Amazing community, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know, continuing to look for these other brands and other people um, who sort of like us really have a purpose-driven yeah. motive with 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 what they're doing, um, and we hope we like we see more people engaging with that. Sort of within the gym space, running around London, Mm. running through the trails, running out in Chamonix,
0: um,
1: energising people climbing, whether that be bouldering out in the peaks or um, you know in some of the bouldering centres in in London and around the country, Um, and yeah, ultimately you know what 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 we continue to do is protect our playgrounds. We we really believe in in that, and um, yeah, we hope to continue to grow our community and grow our awareness that you know there are brands like us that do exist and you know Mm. it's these brands that need to take ownership of of that and help consumers to understand you know what what the future looks like and um yeah i think it's I think it's also just sort of having having conversations about it as well um it's a really important part of, of what we do is is to educate people on why why we exist Mm. um and i think that will always continue to be like a really important part of of what we do um i help people understand our mission for the mind body and planet
0: amazing beautifully said (laughs) um minty that's it thanks very much appreciate you you. being on the podcast and sharing more information about tenzing and your journey and um yeah yeah. thank you for having me Great 2024. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everyone listening and watching. If you are watching at home, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you thanks, soon. Mandy. Whoa, that was good. Stunning. Oh, you're good. <sighs> you're a good talker.
1: Yeah, I think I have to talk way too much on my job.